I know, I know, season two is over, but what is not over is creativity. And also, this really special code, 20% off right this second at NathanMorrisMusic.com. Click any item and at checkout, type in NMM20. That is N as in Nathan, M as in Morris, M as in Music 20 for 20% off any shirt you purchase at NathanMorrisMusic.com, the official merch store. There is good stuff happening. You hold tight. I assure you to continue to meet you where you are and please meet me where I am on all the socials, like buying you something and then taking a picture of it and tagging me on Insta at Nathan Morris or saying something to me at Nathan Morris Music on TikTok and all the other fun places. January 20th, a new single releases, a new record in the works, soon to have a release date for that too. And then hold tight because season three is just around the river bend. You're loved far more than you could ever know. Thank you for all that you bring to this life because you are worthy. Head over to the store right now and grab you some swag. Code NMM20. Die Trying contains sensitive subject matter and conversations surrounding death and dying and may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is respectfully advised. Hey there, Nathan. Just wanted to write you a little note to tell you that you are an amazing person. What you do for the families at the funeral home is wonderful. I hope all is well. Take care. That was a postcard. It was sent to our P.O. box, and I love it. And I would welcome you to do the same, should you feel led to Nathan Morris Music, P.O. Box 1160 Owensboro O W E N S B O R O Kentucky 42302 My late grandfather Frank told me one day Nathan don't let the art of a handwritten note and letter die You see we are so used to text messaging. Hey, great job. Hey, so good to see you. Writing an email. Hey, thanks for dinner. I hope your family are well. Wouldn't it be amazing to open the mailbox because you still do that every day and usually it's bills and taxes and stupid promotions for more credit cards at 39,000% interest per month. And instead of all of that mess and junk that you throw in the trash can, aside from the bills, you see a handwritten letter in my ugly penmanship, and it says, Hey, Trier, I just want you to know that life has not been the easiest these last six months, and I just am grateful that you're meeting me where I am. Not judging, not criticizing without construction being 
involved. Again, because why would you criticize someone if you don't have any type of constructive anything to offer? Wouldn't it be amazing? Signed, me or you or Stu or Drew. It would. So I don't let the handwritten letter die. And I'm grateful to you, Sammy, who sent this to me. It was such a surprise to see on my on my desk this morning. And not just that one. There are others that are more personal, more personal, more specific, in which I'll honor those who wrote that. But you are honored and appreciated, Katie and family. And I thank you for that. And this is, ladies and gentlemen, season two, episode 149 of You'll Die Trying, a show which pulls back the curtains and takes down the walls brick by brick and exposes the heart of those who are caring for those you love most. And this episode is singular because it's my heart because I talk about my granddad not wanting the art of a handwritten note to die. And he died in 2013. And my grandmother is making her way, her final journey. His wife, his better half, his Annie Bell, the matriarch of the family, the woman who is behind the tulip. The whole reason the tulip became what it is. She is dying. She is under the care of hospice. And again, soon I will be on the other side of the table. Coffee. Who loves coffee? I love coffee. But, but, <laughs> I love it so much. Big, special, big turkey foot thanks to big turkey foot coffee. Our friends and roasters of the delicious brown brew that we drink each and every day. Our friend Brent, the producer of the episode of the podcast, this episode and every episode, like I'm clapping, is in town. And he says, where can we buy a gallon of it? I don't think you really measure coffee grounds and gallons, but you can definitely head over to nathanmorrismusic.com, grab you some swag right this second. There's some amazing t-shirts if they're still available. They are still available because they don't run out, especially thanks to Printify. But nonetheless, we just are coming off of a show, incredible show. I can't wait to show you the show. Yeah. NathanMorrisMusic.com. Grab some swag right this second. Like the words matter T because words, they matter. And it's cool to watch Brent get off of a plane and he's wearing a shirt that says words matter, Nathan Morris. I'm like, what an idiot. He's not an idiot because words, <laughs> words do matter and he's just supporting his friend, right? That's awesome. And also a special thanks to EFF Express Funeral Funding, our friends working tirelessly on the back end with insurance companies, making sure that insurance policies are assigned and proceeds are paid out to cover the funeral balance and expense. So on the front end and most important end, our funeral directors can do what we do best to gather and create a meaningful celebration along those in which we are serving because they're deserving of such. And you don't have that looming balance due. And they have this special family pay option. It's a really cool and special thing. Head over to Express Funeral Funding 
Com right now to learn more about how they can bless your funeral homes, families. Morris Family utilizes them at all of our locations. It is a very real, and I'm very passionate about EFF. I'm grateful for them, especially with where the economy is right now. Head over to expressfuneralfunding.com right now and learn how they can serve you as we serve them. I'm serious that being on this side of the table, the side of the table that's the one I'm not used to and the side of a table for a funeral director is at the head of the table because when we are in charge and we are making decisions, not because we have to make a decision, but we're used to leading and we're used to being that solace and comfort and guide for those who are bereaved and lost in a sense. Where do I go next? What do we do next? What's the next decision that has to be made? And we're kind of holding hands. It's important to do that. That's what a funeral director does is they direct. And when you're on that side of the table, it's really easy because that's what your job is and you do it well, you do it effectively and you do it intentionally. But the other side of the table, the one that the family's on, that's the side that a funeral director tends to fumble. And I fumbled in May and I'm preparing myself to fumble again whenever again is. Frank's Annabelle, my grandfather's wife and my grandmother, is making her way. She is dying at a rate I'm not aware. However, I'm aware of it happening. And I am the, the family member that speaks up and says the facts and does not beat around the bush. Maybe we do this, or maybe what if we try this? Or maybe grandma needs to eat more crackers. No, for those of you who have had loved ones under the care of hospice, incredible women and men who work very hard to provide comfort in the last days, does hospice kill people? No, no. It's the dumbest thing ever. When you are going under hospice care, you are already beginning the stages of dying. Dying is what we will all do. Hospice does not kill. Hospice allows a loved one the opportunity for peace and comfort in their bodies to accept it because fight or flight is real. And if medication is administered so that your body relaxes, if you're 93 years old and your organs are failing, but your brain is sharp as a tack, what is your brain doing? Sending sensors and overloading organs. Let's do this, buddy. Let's keep it going. Well, when medicine is administered so that you're just relaxed and comfortable so you can take a nap or sleep. This idea of having to fight, having to fight, isn't such a good one anymore. It's not necessary. I may not have even explained that well. Maybe you still think the hospice kills. It's not what I think. I think it allows you to be comfortable. I don't want to be in pain. And last night at after 10 o'clock, I was sent a text message by my mother who goes to bed at eight because she's always gone to bed super early. I didn't get that gene from her. And she's telling me that grandmother who's at the hospice house where I live is adamant to speak to me, combative and unruly. Now my sweet grandmother, I will tell you, is the kindest human I've ever known ever who doesn't say ill things of anyone who raised eight successful children who remembers the birthdays 
ages and names of every grandchild and great-grandchild, and that is over 39. I don't even know the number. Big Catholic family. Birthday card, April 5th. You better believe it'll be in my mailbox. How does grandmom know? She doesn't have a calendar on her phone. Grandmom knows because her brain's sharp. She is very impressive and a holy woman, and she is combative and needing to speak to me. Not her eldest son or not my mother, who's been her caregiver for more years than I can recall. She wants to speak to me. So at 1037 at night, I walk down the dark hall of the hospice house and am greeted by the lovely ladies, the nurses at the nurse's stand. And I go to what I think is her room. Well, no, I hear a faint voice that says, Nathan, we're over here. It's across the hall, catty corner. And I have no idea. Why did they change the room? I was just there. Well, grandmother was adamant about it. Not only that, she was yelling and making sure that everyone knew that she wasn't doing anything until she spoke to Nathan, her grandson. Well, I get there and grandmother is not even a hundred pounds. She's not even five foot tall. Never has she been. She has always been this tiny little sweet thing, which is ironic because all of her family are six foot and above huge. I mean, we're all very tall. I lie in bed with her and I lay my head on her feeble shoulder and she says, Nathan, they want me to take medicine and I don't want to take medicine. And I grew up, I'll have you know, never wanting to take medicine. I never took anything. My mother was the same way. Obviously, that's who she learned it from is grandma. You are very strong. Your body is strong. You eat right, you drink right, you exercise and your body will, <laughs> your body will take care of itself, which is, which is absolutely true. And in this instance, however, someone who is dying and in pain and has stomach cancer, I had to show her the fact that God has blessed humans with knowledge to create and administer drugs that really counteract the pain and subdue it and help one relax when otherwise they couldn't. So for weeks after a stage four stomach cancer diagnosis, grandmother has not been taking medicine. She's tired, she's restless and uncomfortable. Who wouldn't be? But she's offered grace and just beauty as she battles and I guess dances with this. And we lie there last night and she said, you only take medicine if it helps you or cures you. And I said, grandmother, you have stomach cancer and you will not be cured. And she says, I know Nathan. And I said, but you're exhausted and restless and this medicine will help you sleep. And just like you said, if it helps you, then you would take it. And because this will help you, I need you to take the medicine so you can relax and so I can sleep. And she says, okay. Now, two hours prior, you have the hospice nurse, you have the hospice social worker, you have another hospice nurse, you have the eldest son who Uncle David, by the way, is like the hero always, usually. I mean, this guy can literally do anything. He can rewire a house, he can fix anything. He's always taken care of. Grandmother, it's what he does. He takes care of everybody in the family. He's the go-to. My mother who's there, who's always been the caregiver to grandmother, who's always helping and doing, totally capable, right? They're there trying to reason with her, but... Grandmother looks off and says, well, because Nathan said everything is okay, I will do it. This feeble, sweet little old lady didn't want to listen to her. 
eldest son or her caregiver of a daughter wanted to listen to her grandson. And as I walked over, because no one else could touch the tiny baby aspirin-sized medication, I grabbed the two pills and placed them in her hand without any hesitation, and she took them. And she said, as your grandfather was dying, he did not trust anyone but you, and I am the same way. So I will do what you ask because I know it will help me and you would never hurt me. And if you could, can you please go with the nurse, Anna, and check all my other medications? And if you approve of them, I will take them. And I said, absolutely. And then to lighten the moment, I said, now, grandmother, I'm tired and I want to go home and take a nap overnight And I don't want to be called and rush over here and find you lying on the floor because you aren't listening to me. She laughed and said, Nathan, I promise I won't get up. And so I walked out with Anna, the nurse. She pulls her mask down. Her face is so red because for two hours they had been fighting with my 93-year-old, not even 95-pound soaking wet grandmother who refused to take her medicine until her grandson, Nathan Morris, came to say that it was okay to take. And I don't know where I got that responsibility placed upon me. I don't know how I inherited it. I don't know how I became the go-to, especially when I have an incredible mother and incredible uncle who are totally capable, as well as six other aunts and uncles who are the children of grandmom. But I take it very serious and... Knowing that, that's where we are on this part of the journey as we venture toward the other side of the table, the side that you can't be the family and the funeral director. And so that selfishly scares me because you have to choose one. And I just pray for the grace to be able to choose the right one as we prepare to trek these waters and to create a meaningful celebration, all of which mimics, of course, Granddad Frank's to a T. Apparently growing up, you imprint yourself on people and everything that you do as a young person, as an adult, where you are in this walk is remembered and you will be remembered for something. And obviously my grandmother remembers me as a caregiver, which I would have never thought because I don't feel called and led to go to Haiti. It's not because I'm a terrible human. I just don't feel in my heart that I've had what we would call a servant's heart for those in church. But apparently those who are nearing death feel safe with me and I will forever continue to earn that to be continued for sure. Until then, head over to Nathan Morris on Instagram, Nathan Morris on Twitter, You'll Die Trying Podcast. Follow me on TikTok at Nathan Morris Music and special thanks to the many, many of you leaving a review. Take a moment right this second, wherever it is you get your podcast content, give me a five-star review five-star rating first and then review say if you love it that you love it and then when you're done hit that share button share it with a friend let them know hey check this podcast out about this one guy that guy find what you love be nerdy about it write a handwritten note that's your homework it's been your homework before and 
You should do it again, because I'm sitting here sifting through them right this second. I appreciate you meeting me where I am. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go and kick my feet up and have a moment. Until next time. <laughs>